that walk that walk. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Walk and Roll Live. I'm Doug Vincent along with Eric Aguilar. How you doing there, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. I'm your pal, Eric. <laughs> you good to... And ready to uh, take on another episode of Walk and Roll Live? Let's do this. Let's do this thing. And it's uh, brought to you from the Aguiar Professional Training Studio. Thank you for their support. Uh, First of all, uh, kind of a new thing I wanted to do is uh, just as we introduce ourselves, also uh, let everybody know what our disabilities are. I just got to think of we, you know, we do this show week to week to week to week. And I know we've talked about our disabilities uh, in maybe our own episodes and it kind of comes out as we talk, but I, I just wanted to kind of let people know, you know, what our disabilities are briefly, briefly, you know, so I'm a polio survivor, walked on crutches for years and years. I guess you would term me a paraplegic, walked on crutches for, you know, 50 some years and kind of wore out this old body and slowly transitioned into a wheelchair full time now. And Eric, I'm Eric. I have cerebral palsy. I use a walking stick and I'm also hard of hearing, but also use hearing aids. Very good. And that's that. Just to give you an idea of uh, where we're at. Uh, so how was your week? We went to the possibilities mixer, you know, last week. Yeah, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see some friends in person at the possibilities levels that we haven't seen since COVID. And there are others that are still attending virtually, which is okay. That's why it's called hybrid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was nice to get together in person. They've Now, I've been to a couple in person. I think it was your first back. And uh, I, I didn't realize because I didn't really come to the possibility of mixers until COVID. And it was kind of looking for some, you know, some human interaction. So I started coming to them in the, uh, you know, in the Zoom uh, situation. But uh, now, now, and they're, they're very conservative, uh, Loma Melinda is, in uh following all the guidelines and and I think they're probably a little later than a lot of people in getting back together. So they've only, uh, I think had the personal meetings maybe just up three months ago was when they started. So it was, yeah, it was good to be back in front of people and all that and just uh, kind of catching everybody up uh, each other up on what was going on in our lives. So that was good. Right. When I first started going to the mixers, it wasn't really because of the food. I like going to the mixers because I like to hear the stories. Yeah. And after, you know, going around the table and listening to everybody's story, I'm usually lost for words all the time. And I ask myself, even rhetorically, every day, what do I have to complain about? Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing is, too, uh, when we go and we and, and we hear everybody's stories, I'm always reminded, and I, I already kind of knew this, but, you know, this show uh, – not not by design, but just the way it's unfolded so far, uh, we've become kind of mobility centric to some degree. And I'm trying to get outside of that. And, and this is, um, you know, this is just from the because I'm mobility challenged. Those are the people I know, you know, because I go to wheelchair basketball or, or rugby or, you know, I do uh, adaptive sports. So I meet other people that are mobility challenged. So those that seems to be my circle. But I want to get outside that. I want to talk about other um, about other disabilities, and, and we'll talk about that in the close. I want to address that a little bit more in the close. Now, as far as you, you're you're a big uh, comics guy, yeah. Oh yeah! Ever since I was a kid, yeah. comics were some of the coolest things in the world, man. I I, n- I never got into comics. I loved the movies, and I was into like you know I I grew up uh, when when Batman was on TV, even before that. Uh, you know, you had Dick Tracy and you had uh, uh, Superman, you know, we're talking back at black and white TV. Yes, I'm old. Yeah. But, but you know, now this whole world has grown up in the movies where there are these blockbuster movies with all these people. And I, I'm, 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 I know enough to know that there's like Marvel superheroes and there's what DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they kind of interact in some movies they bring them together i think you're the expert you could yeah. you could probably school me but i do know there's a marvels movie coming out it's called marvels right and it's coming out in november oh yeah the marvels 
Now, do you know about that? Are you looking forward to that? I'm looking real forward to that because um, one of them is called Captain Marvel. The way the story is going to be told, they're going to go with the angle possibly where Captain Marvel goes bad for for like the majority of the movie and then goes back to normal, just like they do with the uh, Superman in some scenarios. So you're looking forward? You're going to go see that, right? Oh yes, oh yes, sir. But yeah, but about <laughs> the cinematic uh, Mar- uh, Marvel and DC movies, yeah, I would I much prefer the comic book because the comic books are a lot more different. And a lot of the times they'll follow the comic book or they'll make some changes just for the cinematic uh, adaptation. Changes in the character or the story? And a little bit of both. A little bit of both. All right. Well, you go see the movie sometime, you know, after it comes out. And then we'll have you do a little uh, critique of it, so to speak. You know, you will just a review, right? We'll have you do a review of it. So we can look forward to that to here. I'll look forward to having that here. Uh, good week. Oh, you know, I, I got to tell you, and, and I just, I had a, a, a day last week that could have very easily turned into maybe one of the biggest nightmares of my life. Cause it was one of those days where I had a bunch of different tasks and every one of them had to happen at a certain time during the day. And it all went off so smoothly. I couldn't have asked for more. I, and I started it like, I got up at four in the morning and I had to take some friends to LAX. They were going back east for a wedding. So I had to have them there by a certain time. Traffic was horrendous, but we got an early enough start, got there on time. I just, you know, rolled up. They got out of the van. Boom. I turned around and started home. I was actually back at my next destination was Loma Linda. But before they got on the plane, just to give you an idea (laughs) of what traffic's like in the morning. But, uh, so I had to go to Loma Linda to pick up some prizes for uh, our Anthesis dinner, which is coming up on November 3rd. And I, I got there just in time, had a little birthday cake for uh, one of our, our, our uh, volunteers and got a, got the uh, got the raffle prizes. And then I had to be in Moreno Valley by like 1230 to have lunch with another friend who was donating some raffle prizes. You know, so I thought, well, let's have, let's have lunch together. And then I had to leave there at a very specific time. To get back over to Rancho Cucamonga, which all this in Southern California, and we're talking now, I've put in easily close to 100 miles, you know, already, because I think it was 50 something to get to LAX. But and then I had to get back to see my granddaughter in Rancho Cucamonga. Boom! I rolled up there, and I couldn't have been, you know, uh, uh, any any closer to the exact mark of when I wanted to be there. So I just had to. I had to share that. How many times does that happen, especially? When you're fighting Southern California traffic, at any moment you can be derailed and run into some horrendous nightmare. So I just had to share that. And then um, I get where you're coming from, Doug, because I've had days like that myself. You know where where I have uh, where, where it happens like chronologically, and then I'm like, okay, man, let's divide and conquer. And what's funny is that when one thing is closing out, boom, onto the next thing. Onto the next thing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it is nice when it all works out, right? We have too many stories. Of when it goes south, you know what we uh we just missed on the list last week because we were going through and and, and hopefully uh, you enjoyed last uh, week's episode about just all things disability that Eric and I talked uh, and again um we did our best uh, we we had no one expert on any of the topics so mostly it was just kind of our personal experiences and and knowledge that we've gained from. Uh, one being disabled and uh, and the other one just kind of being in the disabled community, volunteering for organizations who serve the disabled community. Uh, So some of that was knowledge based, but a lot of it was opinion. So hopefully it didn't lead you astray at any point and please seek professional help for any help that you need on any of the topics. But uh, somehow we missed disability in, uh, in employment. Um, You know, we, uh, uh, it was on the list, but just somehow we 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 skipped it somehow. Uh, and really, the only thing is, I, you know, I I was employed for my entire life, you know. Uh, but but it was interesting. I never felt like I uh, I never felt like I was discriminated at any point. The only time that I really kind of felt it, and that was on me, was uh, I was interviewing for a job, and I really felt like the interview was going well. And there was some, there were some things in the execution of the job that the, they, they questioned whether I would be able to 
you know, they asked me, do you think you can perform these tasks? And I said, yes, but I think I wasn't, I, I think I was a little wavering in the way I answered. You know what I mean? I didn't answer with confidence and I kind of got the feeling at the time that's where I lost them, you know? So that was, that was kind of on me because really whatever the job was and it, I mean, I wasn't lifting 40 pound boxes. It wasn't anything like that. It was stuff that I could definitely, you know, have done. And so that's, that's really the only time. And then every other time, and I often wondered and never got the answer. Don't know the answer. I don't know if I, I, I feel like I was always employed for my abilities. I never felt like I was fulfilling a quota, if you will, never got that sense at all. You know, certainly, you know, I, I certainly wasn't saved by any quotas when I got fired from different places. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say that. So, well, I've had a lot of good employers over the years. And um, it's not that they, it's not the only that they uh, hire me only for my skills, but the fact is they like to have me around because I would start off volunteering at the company and then get hired later on and having a foot in the door. But after uh, so many years of working from organization or different companies to the next, we've always felt like family in the end. Yeah. And just when I leave um, the company, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on to the next thing. Yeah. Especially when I become, you know, top, top, when I'm at the top of the mountain. Well, you've obviously never worked for a major corporation. Yeah. That's nothing against you, Eric. It's just I've that when you work, I've never been a huge fan of uh, the corporate world. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and taking from somebody who's, who's worth there, there, there are upsides, definitely upsides, but you know, you're, you're not an individual. You're not, a, you're not even a human being, you know, you're a lion on a ledger, you know, and when they, and I've seen it so many times before me and with me when they decide to get rid of you, you can't even take it personally. You know what I mean? Because generally I, over the course of my employment with a major corporation, when they get rid of you, it has nothing to do with your abilities, you know, what you bring to the the, the job and the tasks of your job, you know, whether you perform them well, uh, it's, it's more about, Oh, we could save some money if we don't have that person. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. And, what, and I'll say that just for a Haas, let's say people don't like, uh, aren't a big fan of, uh, of of the job industry or the job that I'm in. I even say rhetorically, or I had good humor. What? You want me to get a job with a, with a briefcase and a tie? <laughs> yeah, no, no. That does not uh, suit you, does it? No. 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 Pun not intended. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I think we're all caught up there. So we'll be looking for, well, won't be out for a while, but Marvel's movie, November 10th, it comes out. And shortly thereafter, we'll get a review from Mr. Eric Aguilar. So coming up today, uh, you mentioned last week that we were going to do a Halloween show and, and we'll do that next week, but we wanted to do something to kind of prepare for Halloween and do a Halloween safety show. So we reached out to our friends at safety powers. They were on with us a few weeks ago and they were delighted to join us again and we can specifically kind of go over some things about uh, being safe in many different situations at Halloween and we'll do that next on Walk and Roll Live. Aguiar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics, to name just a few. Using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agyarprofessionaltraining.com. A-G-U-I-A-R professionaltraining.com. Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. I am Doug Vincent, Eric Aguilar is my co-host and he's here. How you doing, Eric? Hey, what's up guys? How you doing? You ready Welcome for this segment? Walk and roll live. Yeah. Ready, man. All right. Well, before we uh, go too much further and, and uh, talk about our topic today, uh, we've got a, some guests on that have been on before. They're from safety powers and we've got James, we've got Lucy and we have a new guest, Linda, Eric, 
uh, or Erica is back with us with Safety Powers. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we got a little surprise last week when uh, Eric said, let's do a Halloween episode. And I thought it was a great idea. So I searched, uh, I started to search for somebody to have on and, and help us to, to kind of give out some safety tips for the disabled and have that kind of a show. And uh, as I was getting close to find this, this person might help out. The light bulb, thank goodness, went off in my head. And I said, we already have a resource, safety power. So we reached out to our friends and we've got them all here to chat with us today. Uh, Where do we start? Erica, why don't we start with you? I am so happy to be back. And I want to highlight that Linda was also with us last time. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was. And Brandy was too. And Brandy sends regrets that she can't join this time. But the whole Safety Powers Ambassador team uh, is excited that you welcomed them. And at Safety Powers, our focus is to empower and prepare folks with disabilities with skills and strategies to take charge of safety and well-being for themselves and that those skills and strategies be adaptable. What our abilities are, no matter what they are today, may not be the same this afternoon, tomorrow or next year. We focus not just on the skills themselves that we can use to have safer, stronger relationships, but also be safe from assault, abuse, other types of harm, Uh, but then adapt those based on what we're facing right now in the moment. Very good. So we're happy to explore those skills in the context of Halloween, if that's where you want to go. Exactly. So we're having you guys on today to talk about Halloween, but Uh, Like you say, you guys cover so many different situations in life. You can uh, refer back to a few episodes ago when we had Safety Powers on, and we explored many of those uh, kinds of topics and actually did some training on on air to give you an idea of what Safety Powers does. So uh, I imagine we might be doing a little more of that today. Absolutely. Excellent. Now, uh, also, I wanted to say that we're going to be talking about uh, safety for the disabled community as far as Halloween goes, uh, going out trick-or-treating and other festivities that go on. But I think a ma- many of these things are going to be viable for anybody, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, maybe we just start with some uh, general safety tips for disabled individuals who want to participate in trick-or-treating and going door-to-door for Halloween. Good question. Any So so to answer that, we should probably begin at the beginning, which is that no matter what situation, we have three general types of safety strategies. Lucy, you and I were talking about those safety strategies. Do you want to share those with people? These three safety strategies are be aware, take charge, and get help. Thank you. So (laughs) being aware, taking charge, and getting help. Whether you're going to a concert, whether you're going on public transit to your work or going out to a party with your friends for Halloween or doing the trick-or-treating thing, be aware, take charge, and get help is still your core set. And Doug, you didn't mention adults. (laughs) One topic (laughs) with adults, we're going to keep this with adults, that we might not keep with your average (laughs) trick-or-treater is the impact of substances like alcohol on our being aware, taking charge and getting help. James, did you have anything you wanted to share about that? Yes, I did. Um, uh, here, here we go. Uh, the role of alcohol or other substances, alcohol and other substances affect our cognitive abilities, reasoning and executive functions It inhibits our thinking and makes it harder for us to make wise choices or good decisions. Um, That's that's it. That's it, but it's big. (laughs) You know, that's one of those things that, uh, especially I think uh, with alcohol and and maybe some of the others, but it's so, real quick, James, it's just that it's insidious that you get to a point where it's affected your cognitive abilities but you don't think you don't, you know, everybody knows yeah. that you get, you know, if you get sloppy drunk, you're, you know, that you don't, you can't drive or, you know, all those yeah. things, but there's a period there where you are very impaired, but you don't feel like it or don't know it. And that's and the that, danger zone really. Right. 
and that can give rise to some significant safety challenges. (laughs) So if you, if you, oh yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to give James uh, the the floor to to make his point. Oh yeah. Um, So it does inhibit the uh, brain a bit when you have alcohol. And also I wanted to say that, you know, you might get to a, a adult party, a Halloween party, um, and uh, you might ask if someone gives you gives you a drink, uh, you might say, "What's in it?" Because um, the thing is that if the alcohol is in it, then it it's a bit difficult to um, make the right decision. Absolutely. And, uh, Yes, As we were talking about, we'd love your listeners to be able to get skills they can practice. Yeah. And what we do at Safety Powers and what you can do with your friends, I'm talking to all listeners here, <laughs> what you can do with your friends is when somebody comes up with an idea spontaneously. James is our friend who just said, hey, when you go to a party, you could say what's in it. Everybody on this call right now, everybody say, let's practice. Say that. Practice. Let's, let's practice. Let's practice. It turns out that the talking about it and being like, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's what doesn't actually help us remember. So we're going to round table this. We're going to round table a few skills, as many as we can fit in, because you as listeners, when you're hearing this, you can practice it out loud yourself, coach back and forth with a friend. James, I'm going to coach you, then you coach somebody. Maybe we'll do this one three times. Does that work, Doug, to hear it three times? Absolutely. And and I'm sure through your practice of this, doing this, you've learned that this really helps in the heat of battle. You know, in that moment where you really have to do it, this practice really helps. This is why CPR folks have you practice on the little dummy. (laughs) It's why when you get an EpiPen, it comes with a practice EpiPen, right? And it's why we have fire drills in offices, schools, businesses. People in a real life situation are more likely to do what they practiced. Yeah, astronauts going to space, you name it. Absolutely. They do all that training. (laughs) Yeah, so you can take that and apply it to here. So James, I'll coach you, then you pick somebody to coach. You ready? Yes. And and Doug and listeners, you might remember from the previous episode, the funny thing is when you're being coached, you act like you don't know <laughs> what the skill is because the remember that. Yes. coaching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, hold your body tall. And if I said at the party, hey, here's some punch, because Doug, the rest of us know, but like punch could be, punch could be all kinds of stuff. (laughs) So we're going to use that general, here's some punch. James, here's some punch. Have a drink. James, calmly say, thank you. What's in it? Thank you. What's in it? Ah, there you go. And then whatever I answered, James could make an informed choice. All right, James, go ahead and coach another person on, thank you. What's in it? Okay, I'll do it with uh, Eric. Um, we got the thumbs up from Eric. Mm-hmm. Hi, Eric. Here's a, here's a drink. Hey, James. <laughs> here's oh, thank a drink. you. And then coach him, James. Say, then, say. Eric, say, um, thank you. What's in it? Thank you. Uh, what's in it? <laughs> Excellent. And then, Eric, could you coach somebody in that skill? You pick who? How about Linda? Okay. Hey, Linda, how about, how about a drink? And then you say, thank you, Eric. Uh, what's in it? Thank you, Eric. What's in it? <laughs> Beautiful. <Good job. laughs> Doug, we Very I, good. go a million places, but I'm wondering if you have a question or direction <laughs> to go. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I think we'll move on. And yeah. I think we've got the, we got that part uh, fairly well covered. Um, but uh, moving on to costumes, any tips as far as costumes, uh, just as being safety uh, minded, um, that kind of thing? I think so. And, you know, Linda and I were talking about safety plans and and thinking about your costume. <laughs> a costume can be a creative thing, but you're going to wear it on your body in a real place with other people being humans and 
Uh, Linda, any thoughts about safety plans in general and applying that to costumes in particular? Um, sure. Um, applying safety plans to costumes, one of the first things I think of is masks can uh, block your vision. Mm -hmm. Makeup is a better choice um, for most people um, because, you know, it, it doesn't move around on your face where it'll keep you from seeing what's around you. That uh, as far as other uh, safety issues with costumes, you want to make sure they're not too long or, you know, so that you don't trip over them mm -hmm. or that they'll get caught up on something. Like sometimes the long princess sleeves could get uh, maybe in a candle. And, you know, for a person like me, I would like to ask somebody, are there any open flames anywhere? Because I wouldn't be able to see them. And I'd want to secure my costume from anything like that. Let's throw in that practice really quick. Linda, I'll coach you, then you coach one person. Okay. Linda, hold your body tall. Awareness is everything, folks. So we begin with hold your body tall. No matter what, <laughs> so it starts there. <laughs> Linda, calmly say, are there any open flames around? Are there any open flames around? And maybe somebody says, no, 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 but Linda might really want to know more. Calmly say, are there any lit pumpkins? Are there any lit pumpkins? Oh, well, just the one on the porch. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Couple. Linda, do you you know. Linda, do you want to coach that one one time? Just a version of that for somebody? Sure. Um, who else do we have? Um, Lucy and James. Yeah, how about Lucy. You ready, Lucy? Lucy? Yes. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, are you ready for me to coach you? Yes. Okay. So could you um, hold your body tall and ask, are there any open flames? Are there any open flames? Um, are there any no, there's no open flames, Lucy. Okay. Uh, do you have any other concern? No. Um, you could. Oh, yeah. But how about the pumpkin? Ask, are there any lit pumpkins? Are there any lit pumpkins? Oh, yes. There's a lit pumpkin on the table right by the punch bowl. <laughs> and Linda and Lucy, you could say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. And Doug. So good at this. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> I get called on. <laughs> Before you go on to your next question, I want to circle back. I've been doing this work 29 years, and I constantly find myself using words like better. Like, Linda, you were talking about makeup being better, right? <laughs> for and, some, yes. For some. And that's the funny thing. That's why we we strive to empower people to consider the factors. It is true that a mask might block my vision, but I am somebody with very sensitive skin. <laughs> so putting on makeup would actually cause me some pretty serious health problems pretty quickly. And this is, I'm so glad that Linda said it like this, because I think a lot of us think about something that might be better or the right thing. Everybody bring your hands to your heart and say, the better thing for me. Right. And so that's often. So Linda, thank you so much for including that. So we could really explore that. And, and one other uh, point that I wanted to bring up about the, the flames and, you know, I think most uh, costumes that we get at the store, there's regulations. They're not, not necessarily fireproof, but they're fire retardant. But if a lot of people will make costumes at home, so something to think of, if you're making it at home, think about that, uh, that, uh, that danger. You know, yes. Our focus you know. on, uh, at Safety Powers is focusing on what we can do. There's so much in the world that focuses on what we can't do. But think about for your own body, voice, vision, mind, what can I do? And when I'm thinking about my costume, does it reduce any of the powers that I have? If I have speech, does my costume interfere with my speech? <laughs> if I have vision, have I inhibited my vision? Does it affect my mobility? 
doesn't mean don't do it, but think about where you're going and and maybe tweak the costume. <laughs> yeah. Subtle adjustments. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're out there. We've got the kids out. It's uh, dusk many times into darkness. Uh, any safety tips for, you know, navigating the neighborhood in those conditions? Absolutely. I think the biggest point on that is we have stranger safety habits that we use as humans almost every day. And then on Halloween, (laughs) we use a whole different set of behaviors. And Lucy, you and I were talking about that, about Halloween is kind of weird what we do with strangers. Did you want to say share any of your thoughts about that, Lucy? Especially in regard to kids, right? Um, yeah, both. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Linda. Uh, Lucy, I think this one's Lucy. So oh, Lucy. Safety looks very different at Halloween and other times because we answer the door to many strangers. We give them food. We, we talk to us. We talk to more strangers than at other times. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and sometimes people will say, well, Part of my safety plan is I'm really aware of people. And if something seems sketchy or whatever word I want to use, well, that's great. But Doug, on Halloween, kind of everybody might look sketchy. Everybody is sketchy. So it's it's different. And James, you linking to what Doug said, James, you have a tradition where you put yourself out there talking to strangers. (laughs) Trick or treat. Yeah. Tell us about that. I, I have a tradition of going to my friend's house to pass out candy on Halloween night. And the other th- the thing is that the way I do it safely um, is I do something I call um, trunk and treat, which means that um, I pass out candy to my friend's neighbors, which I don't know, so they're strangers. <laughs> and um but from from my uh friend's uh car we we pass out the candy from the from the trunk of the car and it's called trunk and treat trunk or treat and uh then uh yeah and, and yeah. Instead, instead of at the front door of uh-huh. his house so, so you end up talking to strangers a lot so being aware that we have different rules sort of that we follow, but there are lots of people around when when somebody's doing something like trunk or treat. Doug, a, a deeper part of the answer to your question, people know things like pay attention to cars. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know those most of the time, but something called the illusion of safety can actually make it harder to act on what you actually know you should be doing. Linda, you and I were talking about that. Did you want to share anything about the illusion of safety? Yes, especially at Halloween. You know, um, sometimes our children are even smarter than we are because they're actually scared of these strangers. (laughs) But um, with the illusion of safety, I think an advanced plan can help help you to be more aware of what the possible things are that could be unsafe. Yeah. Do you want to tell Uh, them what that illusion is? It's this thing that. Okay. Well, for instance, uh, James was talking about trunk or treat from his friend's house. A lot of communities have trunk or treats and um, you know, you may think that you're in a safe environment, but Again, with the strangers being in costume, you they might be difficult to identify if, um, you know, something did happen. So uh, to be aware that there are possibilities of things happening, not that, you know, you don't have to be afraid. You can still go and enjoy yourself, but just be aware of different things that might go on, um, even for people with disabilities, say if you're in a wheelchair, you might want to go to the site first and just see if there's any safety issues for you. Um, people who can't see, uh, the same thing. You might uh, know if there's a set of stairs that's kind of wonky or, um, you know, just how many people might be there. You might... You might want to have a plan in case you get lost 
you know, like if you go with a friend ahead of time, make a meeting place and you can have that already mapped out. You might have a plan such as um, I, I'm going to set a flashlight to strobe if I feel uncomfortable or and I need you and you're not around. Because a strobe light on a flashlight would be very noticeable. And it that also might discourage somebody who is making you feel uncomfortable. And then Linda and I talked about if I were, if Linda and I are friends going out for Halloween and Linda is using the strobe light as a way for us to find each other, she needs to tell me as part of our safety plan. Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be like, wow, neat lights. <laughs> neat. Right. And, and you might have one as well. Yeah. 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 Except if I'm asking my friend with vision loss to find me with a tiny light far away, that might not be a plan that works for us. We have to check. We have to. Yeah, that might not work for me. But right. it might work for somebody who's in a wheelchair yeah. who you're looking for. So that illusion of safety, Doug, it's it, it's not a substance. It's not alcohol or a drug. But in a way, you can put it in the category of things that might might make us relax into an event and not pay attention to the things that we normally would, like the traffic going by and the uneven surface that we're walking on because we're wrapped up in joy and celebration. Well, I'm so glad that Linda brought up the the other outside events that are becoming so prevalent now. I think I think majority of people probably go to these kinds of out outside events than they do trick or treating in their own neighborhoods. I know, you know, in my neighborhood, it's very sporadic. I don't have to get that much candy, but when I go to these events, they're mobbed, you know. And and also, I wanted to touch upon this too because you know, in the best of situations, for whatever reason, as human beings, and you as a safety professional, might be able to speak to this here, but we ignore our instincts so many times, you know, there's so many situations that I've heard of where, where somebody after they've been assaulted or something, and they say, I just didn't feel right about them. But, you know, they overcame that because he looked like a nice guy or she did or whatever. And, and so in a situation like this, like you say, where everything, everybody's a stranger, everybody's weird. (laughs) If I could use that term, but if you're if your spidey senses are going off and your instincts are telling you something's not right here, listen, yes. stop and stop and listen to those, right? James, can I say something and then go to yours? Are you gonna address this I was, question? I was gonna bring up that we talked about like a lost child um scenario. Yeah, let's come back to that one too, because that's I might notice that with my spidey sense. Go ahead. Yeah. But let's yeah, yeah let's come back to that. Thank you for bringing it first, Perfect. James. I'm gonna address this question. Okay here about that trusting your intuition, right? Which again is harder to do if you've used substances. But if you're going to have a drink, be thinking first about what you're doing with your evening, (laughs) right? Just so that you're deciding and making choices that protect your well-being and enable you to enjoy being with your friends. But being out there aware of the illusion of safety, thinking about is anything impairing my mask, alcohol, is anything impairing my abilities? When we're showing up as our full selves, our bodies often get a sense of something doesn't seem right. And Doug, we live in a world that doesn't always value or encourage boundaries. We live in a world that celebrates pushing the edge, especially on Halloween. Come on, it's weird. Why won't you have fun? There's, a, you know, which is a kind of a pushing of a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in a world that demeans help seeking, where we get lots of messages saying, if you were really strong enough, you could do this yourself. If you were really good. And those can get in our way on Halloween of just when we notice Everybody bring your hands to your heart. I'm coaching with everybody here on the screen, but everybody listening, you want to be aware of what's going on inside. Everybody listening to my voice right now say, I don't like this. I don't (laughs) don't like like this. (laughs) When you know that, whatever it is, then how do we communicate it to the person we're with? Lucy, can I coach you in a phrase? Sure. Let's say, Lucy, we were about to approach a house. 
We were going to go up to this house for Halloween, maybe for a party, maybe for trick or treat, maybe just because they have cool decorations. Bring your hands to your heart, Lucy. Pretend you felt inside. I don't want to do this. Doug, we sometimes get stuck as adults in trying to prove why. Why is it? Is it because it's not the, it's just, they're just fake. And that actually gets in your way. If you don't want to, you don't want to. And so Lucy, relax your hands from your heart, hold your body tall. I'm going to push into it a little bit, Lucy. Calmly say to me, Erica, I don't want to go to that house. Erica, I don't want to go to that house. Oh, come on, Lucy. You're making a big deal out of nothing. Calmly say it again. I don't want to go to that house. I want to go to that house. But it seems fun. Calmly say again, I don't want to go to that house. I don't want to go to that house. And you could also change the subject. Say, let's go to the next one. Look what they have. Let's go to the next one. Look what they have. <laughs> now say, come on, let's go. Say that. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so Doug, you're While you're moving. <laughs> yes. Well, and before we go on to James, um, I, I, I wanted to address that sometimes these things, you know, we, we talk about these uh, times of things we don't want to do in the fact that it may not be safe or it's something that scares us or it's a bad behavior that we don't want to indulge in. But it doesn't have to be. It could be just something that you're not comfortable with. It could be yes. totally benign to most of us. But if it's something you don't want to do, it's okay to not want to do it, right, Erica? Yes. Yeah. And people have different ideas about what's funny and different ideas about what's fun. So Eric, could you say to me, uh, Eric, I'm curious, would you like to tell people, Eric, do you enjoy scary movies? Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> For some reason that way, I, if I had to guess, that was what I was going to guess, but I actually didn't know. <laughs> and I want you to pretend right now, Eric, that you don't like scary movies. I don't fake it. I, okay? I don't have to pretend. <laughs> oh, you don't? Because... Do you want me to coach you? No, you no, no, no. Go ahead. Eric, I'll coach you and then you coach Doug. Does that work? <laughs> yes, I like okay, it. Okay, good. Like okay. So, Eric, hold your body tall and I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. You've come over. Ah, Eric, I just got the best movie for our Halloween. There is so much blood. There is so much gore. <laughs> I am so excited. Calmly say, Let's watch something else. Yeah, let's watch something else. <laughs> but I'm so excited. I saved this special for Halloween. Calmly say, not tonight. Not tonight. Now, of course, Eric could choose to say, I don't like scary movies and get in a big argument. But notice by just saying, not now, not tonight, something else could just deflect. You have a choice. Do I want to get in the discussion or do I want to focus on what movie? Eric, can you coach Doug in that skill by just saying, scary movie and coach him to say not tonight that kind of thing and i like that in that you don't have to explain why you don't want to you just don't want to yeah okay yeah go eric coach me eric go ahead and hold tell him hold your body tall you ready i'm ready hold your body tall doug yes all right doug i got this scary movie it's real cool man it's (laughs) grueling it's bloody um no no thank you (laughs) (laughs) good and now persist eric say oh come on Come on, Doug. This is going to be so Coach him. Coach your friend. Tell him, say, not tonight. Let's find another movie. Eric, say those things. Say, say. Say not, say not tonight. Let's find another movie. Uh, not tonight. Let's let's uh, see another movie. There you go. All right, man. Anybody can do that with their friends. Coaching, uh, not testing. Notice on none of our previous podcasts in here. None of us had said, what would you do next? When you're practicing skills, you support your friends. Yeah, I, I like that. Because can we put out to everybody as we're as we're learning how to say no ourselves, yes. we also want to put out the word, listen to your friends. When they say <laughs> no, don't don't make them have to, you know, put up with two or three, you know, versions of you insisting to do something that they don't want to do. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. a great phrase, Doug, could you say to me, thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. Because if I said, Doug, I don't like having people jump on me at Halloween and pretending to scare me. Calmly say, thank you for telling me. (laughs) That's where it would go. Yeah. Because that may be a very, very horrible story that they have to tell to make you understand that, that they certainly don't want to tell. Right. And you don't owe anybody a story for your boundaries. Absolutely. Um, Can we move on to, uh, oh, no, James, you had a point you wanted to make. Yeah, I wanted to say that 
we we practiced I practiced this with Erica yesterday um, about a lost child scenario where um, you go out to uh, or you, you go to um, do the trick or treating or you pass out the candy and then um, you you might have uh, a young child with the, with their parent or um, uh, a young child with their parent and then the parent goes away and then they might the the, the, the lost child might come up to me or uh, my friend and um, you I would have to say um, where where's your parent or where where's your grown up you know yeah, so, just, so, just so that I feel safe as well as the child as well. Well, what I'm saying is that if you have that scenario where this kid really wants to like get your candy or whatever it is, um, uh, you might have to ask them, "Oh, where, where's your grown up? Where, where's where's the person that's taking care of you or your caregiver or something?" Right. So we can do a roundtable of this if you yeah, want to, yeah. uh, just to just to do the point of yeah. having a lost child scenario. Right. In, in the context of Halloween. So James, shall I tie a few pieces together to give us a tight practice? Does that work? Yeah, that, that'll be fine. Okay, great. So Doug, this links to the illusion of safety. Yep. Parents can be susceptible to the illusion of safety as well, or anybody guiding children. People think there's crowds out there. Oh, we're having parties and it's easier to get separated. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking to people in a way we don't. We talk Lucy mentioned about talking to strangers. It's it, James. I'm guessing that you talk to more children that you don't know on Halloween than any other day. Is that right? It does happen that way. <laughs> yes. um, I just so wanted it's, to highlight. Yeah. I wanted to just quickly highlight the be be aware, take charge, and get help. Um, Absolutely. So that, that you're aware. That practicing all the time, not just at Halloween, but all the time. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm going to be aware. Oh, that child, the child seems lost. Everybody hold your body tall. Use your awareness. It can mean turning your head, no matter what your vision and hearing is. It can be really sensing. And if you think the child might be lost, letting that child have space, you are still a stranger to them. (laughs) It is not helpful for them, for you to, if if they are lost, they're probably already feeling distressed, but we can speak to them from far away. So James, because you had brought this up, I'll coach you in a few phrases. James, we're all going to imagine James has noticed, everybody look, we're looking, where's a parent, right? <laughs> Is there a, a grandparent, auntie, uncle? Hmm, I don't see a grown up with this kid. James, imagine you're looking right at this child, smile, and then you speak with a voice big enough for everybody to hear because Doug, it could cause problems for us all. If we lean into a private conversation with a child, we don't yep, know. Yep, yep, so, yep. so James is going to have this bigger sort of joyful, but involving everybody on the sidewalk voice, yep. looking at everybody, James say, where is your grown up? Where is your grown up? With that smile. And the kid maybe says, oh, but James is going to keep that distance. We can actually comfort lost children, Doug, as adults on Halloween without taking them places, without holding on to that, without, without, <laughs> in this case, the child is standing there right on the driveway where James is. He doesn't need to approach. He can say things that don't require an answer. James, hold your body tall. Calmly say, I'll stay here. I'll stay here. Until I know you're safe with your grown-up. Until I know you're safe with your grown-up. That gives the child information without expecting the child to talk. James can address other adults nearby who can hear. James, look at somebody on this screen, pretend you don't know them, and say, you, could you help find this child's adult? (laughs) You, help. Please help me find the child's adult. Right, that we can work as a community and communicate with each other. Let the child have their space. There's a good chance that adult is also looking for the child. Yeah, yeah. So letting the child be right there, 
um, there's a good chance that adult is going to come right back. But we're going to stay there until we know that kid's with their grown up. So that thank you, James, for bringing that up. Absolutely, James. And I and I love the the solution helps both parties in that you you help find the adult for the child and you keep the adult safe from any accusation of any wrongdoing. Yeah. In this day and age, you have to protect yourself as well. Absolutely. You know, and and I'm cognizant of that. And, and, you know, maybe there's some help you can give me. I'm a a single old man who's giving out candy to these strange kids at my door. You know, I make sure I, I open my door wide. I'm, you know, I try to be helpful, playful, engaging, but not too much, you know, and, and, you know, so, and, and I, I, cause I want, usually the parents are standing, you know, 20 feet away. They let their child come up to the door. So I want yeah. to make sure they feel comfortable with this too. Yeah. Yes. And that big voice, like what we were talking about, so that even while you're addressing the child, if you also turn to their adult and smile at their adult, so yeah. you should make that human connection that can also it brings them in, even if they're standing far away at a sidewalk. So intuitively, uh, I must have sensed that because I, I do yeah, that. I'll look yeah, at their parents and say, yes. yeah, it's yeah, so cute. Thing, the costume's cute or something like the that. The thing I wanted yeah. to say mm-hmm. is it might, your the parent of the child or uh, the parent of the child might not know that, uh, might not know that the her, their child is lost until, mm-hmm. and then when you do the big voice like I just did, you know, it might be saying, "Oh, is this your child? Is this is this your?" You know, yeah, the parent, the parent might look around and, oh, my child is missing. <laughs> my child is missing. Where is it?" And yeah. it's like, "Yeah." And, and we all, also have to remember that they're all in costumes that we don't normally see. This oh, could yeah, be a child from two doors away, right? With the costume yeah. too, it's difficult to know which person is the parent for the child. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. As we start to wind down, um, I think the last thing, if uh, unless you have some other thoughts, but uh, I, I want to know, is there any other organizations or resources uh, to answer some of these questions? I know Safety Powers is a great one, but is there anywhere else that we can get uh, answers to any questions we might have? Well, we're we're going to begin with Safety Powers because we fit in a special niche, which is we turn problems into practices. So, Turn to any organization you trust, you know, locally that you that you trust, and then think about what can I do <laughs> to follow that. Lots of uh, organizations of all kinds, Doug, can give wonderful, well-meaning things that are a list of don'ts. Don't. I think don't drink and drive is a really positive one. I'm going to stand by that one. Yep, I will too. (laughs) But (laughs) there are a lot of don'ts, like the idea of don't go out after it's dark. Well, that could be a great solution for you, but it might not be a great solution for you if everybody's going out after dark and your street is full of people and well lit and all your friends are out there. Like it might not. So don'ts, you want to shift into what am I going to do? So when you go to organizations that you trust and maybe they have tips based on what's going on locally or, you know, you trust those organizations, notice that a lot of things give good ideas, but are often missing skills. So if they say you might read tips from an organization you trust that says, if you don't want a drink, Tell people that you don't want to drink or they, well, then you could practice for yourself. That's where you go to the safety powers part. (laughs) What Mm -hmm. could I say other than just tell them what I might say, not now or no thanks, or I'm not drinking now. Like there's not a right thing, but what will you practice? So our recommendation is that you come to safety powers for the strategies um, and you can apply those strategies to the ideas of all the groups that you trust. Linda, did I just speak over you there? Um, i was just trying to um, add to that just a little bit. You know how James said uh, about the drink, thank you, what's in it. Um, Another way you might avoid uh, uh, having somebody thrust a drink on you is to bring your own that has a little lid on it. So you don't have to worry about, you know, even if you drop it, but you have your own and you can say, oh, thanks, I have something. Yeah. And so, Doug, you can see that the example Linda gave there has both of them, right? Linda just gave a tip. You could do this. You could bring a glass that has a a lid 
And But then she also said what you could say. These are things we can practice instead of just thinking about them. Let me go find a cup. Does the lid fit? If I drop it, does the fluid stay in? Well, you could just, you know, bring your own soda with yeah. a, a lid that screws on. Yeah. And just so, say, oh, I, I brought my own. Thanks. There. And then practice those words. So, Doug, they they fit together. Safety powers is almost like the structure. You can make all those good ideas and say, okay, how do we make them actionable? And that's where your safety powers comes in. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have the time to cover all of the different topics or, or aspects <laughs> of this topic, the different safety concerns. Um, but we address so many. And if there's any others that um, that you have that we didn't answer, uh, that gives us an idea where to go. Safety powers, you can start there. And there's other great resources out there. So I want to say thank you, everybody. James, Lucy, Linda, Erica, thank you for coming in. And one last word from, yes, from Erica. Safetypowers.org is yeah. where people can access these resources. There is a sign-in, but it is a free resource. And there are lots of examples at safetypowers.org. Org. You can also learn more about the roundtable. The folks you have here are regulars in our Safety Powers Roundtable. Any adults with disabilities who want to learn how to teach these skills, the roundtable is a free community of volunteers interested in improving safety and well-being. Awesome. And also check out our complete episode with Safety <laughs> Powers, and uh, you'll get a better idea of what they do. I think you got a pretty good idea today, but you'll get an uh, even further idea of what they do on a daily basis. So thanks again. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back with more from Walk and Roll Live from the Agar Professionals Training Studio right after this. We'll be right back, I folks. I know about courage. I learned from my adoptive mom. She said, sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Come on. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I'm here with my buddy, Doug. We're about to discuss uh, next week's Halloween edition for, for all you Halloween fans. What are we going to do? You, you give me the ideas and I'll uh, put them together. You're going to be well, a character, saying, aren't you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of coming in like, uh, welcome, foolish mortals, to this spooky edition. Don't, don't, of you, don't, don't, don't give it away. Well, I wasn't really giving it away, but <laughs> it, was, it was out of an example, you know? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll come up with some things for next week. Um, you know what I wanted to do as we wrap up here real quick is just talk about some show ideas. Um, I, I kind of mention that a lot of times and, uh, and, and give our, our email address, but I, I thought I would, it, it thought it would be helpful if I give some specific ideas and I just kind of ran down a few and, and, and these are in no particular order. And certainly I could have gone on and on and on beyond that. But um, if, if you know anybody yourself, or if you know somebody that is dealing with any of these, uh, disabilities or ailments or chronic conditions. Uh, we'd love to have you and please reach out. Uh, but with lupus uh, came to mind, cystic fibrosis, arthritis, mm -hmm. depression, Parkinson's, MS, spina bifida, digital inclusion, just so many different things. So um, if there, if the, any of those kind of touched you as a, uh -huh, either, you know, myself or somebody, you know, if you'd like to talk about it, uh, we'd love to have you on. So just uh, shoot us an email at warlive at walkandrolllive.com. And if you're looking for resources pertaining to your disability, we've got them on our dis our uh, resource page on walkandrolllive.com. And if you don't see yours, please let us know and we'll try to hunt it down. Uh, as far as an event coming up, if you're in the LA area, November 4th, there's a sports festival being put on by Triumph Foundation at the Rose Bowl. So that's coming up on Saturday, November 4th. So check that out. That's open to all. Not sure what the uh, price is to get in and all of that. But if you just do a, a Google of the sports festival at, uh, or, or, you know, uh, probably do a search of Triumph Foundation. And I'm sure on their website, they're talking all about it. This is one of their big events every year. Uh, and if you have any questions, ideas, or questions 
that uh, that you'd like to ask us and we can answer in the show or at least give it a try. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, actually. Call us at 909-226-1375. 909-226-1375. Leave us a voicemail and we'll try to address your question. All right. Do you have any questions? Halloween is actually one of my uh, favorite holidays, Doug. It is not for the candy. I just like the idea of uh, dressed up like something else just for one night. Yeah. I like I, to dress up. I bet you you have some pretty good costumes. Now, are you are you trotting out something tried and true, or are you coming up with a new costume this year? I thought I'd be a little creative because me and my uh, darling fiance decided to go with a couple costumes. Last year, we were Jack Skellington and Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. This year, we decided to team up again to be uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker from uh, Batman. Nice. Do you have pictures of last year's costume? Absolutely, sir. Send those to me. I want to put those up on the website. All right. All right. Next week, we have Kathy Grinnan. We're going to be talking about heart disease. Uh, She was in our area for forever and uh, actually worked for a lot of different organizations. Uh, But she has a a very compelling story to talk about uh, heart disease. So we'll do that next week right here on Walk and Roll Live as we come to you from the professional training studio the Agyar Professional Training Studio. Eric Aguilar, see you later. I'm Doug Vincent. All right, so God, we'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.